there was a Baptist minister, and he was co-officiating with a priest at a wedding. And he remarked during his sermon that a wedding was a graduation of sorts. The groom gives up his bachelor's degree, and the bride earns her master's. So gentlemen, is that true? They deserve better. Young man and woman who have fallen in love. The world tells them to fulfill their own needs and to care only for their own pleasure. And they're encouraged to avoid commitment if it's inconvenient and to medicate their bodies against pregnancy and not to let a problem pregnancy get in the way. They deserve better. They deserve to know that they are called to a noble vocation, to a covenant in which a man and a woman set up a lifelong bond with each other, a covenant which draws its force and its strength from and dignity from creation. And they deserve the truth that they are called to be co-creators with the author of life. They deserve better. The women who have just become pregnant and men who are expecting their first child. The culture of death tempts them to treat their unborn child as a disposable commodity and a passing inconvenience. And they deserve better. They deserve the truth that they are the guardians of the most precious of gifts. And the old and the sick, the weak and the forgotten, the war-ravaged deserve better. Darkness, sin, and death deceive them into believing that, that they are without dignity, that they are useless, that they are weak. And forgotten by most of the world, they are tempted to the loneliness of despair and fear and desperation. They deserve better. They deserve the truth that God who created them in his own image and likeness has endowed them with infinite value, with lasting dignity. They desire our pledge to living a life of hope, a life desiring peace, a life of nonviolence. We deserve better. When the world tells us that, that we are the result of an accidental coincidence of stars, 
We deserve to know that God has placed creation in our hands as his stewards, made in his image and likeness for love. When the world sees sex as one more forum of power politics and oppression, we deserve to know that God created us male and female so that his love might be enfleshed in the love of a man and a woman who, leaving father and mother, cling to each other and become one flesh. And by this sacred union, man and woman participate in God's act of creation, giving life to a child conceived and born in the love of God. When this world sees the small and the weak, the forgotten and the fragile as disposable, we deserve the truth that each human person is a child of God. And in the least of all, we can find and love Christ our Savior. When the prince of darkness would deceive us with his dark and deadly lie, we deserve better. We deserve the truth of the gospel of life. Now, in his early days of his pontificate, our late Holy Father John Paul II spent an inexhaustible amount of time developing what he called the theology of the body. He actually spoke at uh, 120 Wednesday morning audiences, which is about three years' worth of talks. And out of that then comes this theology. And it's very important to us. It's about an understanding of God's plan for our life. You know, when we hear theology of the body, we're thinking, okay, sex education. Well, no, it's not, it's not that. It contains very profound teachings on life's most essential questions. And it is very much the answer to the crisis of faith that, that we face in our world today. The crisis of faith, the crisis of family, the crisis of morality. It's about strengthening marriage, strengthening personal relationships. It's about renewing your faith in the church. Now this past Monday and Tuesday, there were many of us here in the Archdiocese, a lot of priests, parish staff, a lot of school uh, administrators and, and teachers. We took some of our teachers along with us. And we, we gathered up in Dayton to take part in what is, was called revitalizing the domestic church. And you are the domestic church. Your home is a church, the domestic church. And we, we heard speakers for two days. We talked around the table about what we need to do to, to revitalize our faith. Because I think you're pretty much aware it has waned in the world, your own personal lives, 
As I've said many times, this church should be full if every, one, if every member of our parish were here. And there are about 8,300 members of this parish. We'd have to add quite a few masses. But where is everyone? What's happened? This year we are teaching theology of the body to our seventh graders in both the school and we will also be teaching it to our PRP students. And then in their eighth grade year, they're moving into confirmation groups in which they will have the opportunity to talk about, uh, to reflect on the theology of the body. And it is our plan to do more with this for all of you as adults. And I just ask that when the time comes that you participate in it, that you take the time to, to have your faith revitalized, to have your morality revitalized, to have your family revitalized. And if you do that, I think that if you get deep down into these very wonderful teachings, I think that, that you will come to find that you will never see yourself or others or the church or the world in quite the same way. We deserve better. Our gospel today, our readings today are about marriage and the family and the importance of that. And our, our political system today is about destroying the family. And it, that begins with, with contraception, it begins with the abortion, it begins with, with everything that goes against who we are called to be. To live in God's love by God's values and commands is to have as a possibility in our lives to be the better, to be the better that God desires for us.